Caroline? Yes, David. Uh, two things. One, you need to change your password on your computer because password 123 is not secure. Mm-hmm. Two, I noticed a email from a Van Hunter, the Vampire Hunter, asking for an interview. Oh, you saw that? Yeah, but he wasn't asking for an interview with me. It was with you. Yes. Actually, well, shoot, this is <laughs> so awkward. Ugh, never been in this position before, but I actually, David, you know, we've been talking with a lot of these little cryptid creatures over the past few weeks, um, and a lot of it's been fun, but after the past two guys we talked to a little bit, I kind of started to feel a little bit like my efforts to help you break out of this need to hunt have been going unchecked and unappreciated and I don't really work with people who are regressive in their tendencies it's not really my bag so if I'm gonna be honest I've been kind of shopping around for maybe new employment and I hate to say that because we've had a lot of fun together but Van has been in therapy for like four years now and actually at midnight he leads a meditation where we all sit together in coffins and you kind of just sleep and I think he's kind of way more evolved in the space than you are and I'm kind of honestly I'm not a caterpillar anymore I'm a butterfly and I've got to spread my wings that kind of sounds more like a bat rather than a butterfly well regardless of the winged creature that it is David would you say that you feel like you've grown at all during this like little experiment we've been doing you know yeah I'd, I'd say so you know much to my surprise some of these talks have been good I mean there's been the good cryptids like Daggy and and Ronnie, who, you know, I I think we made progress with them. And there's some other ones where, you know, there's still a lot of work to do, like Mothman. Grayson? Uh, yeah. You still don't trust him? No, not at all. Despite our mutual distrust of the government. But see, David, that's my point. Like, you say that you, say that you don't trust Grayson, and we had a great conversation with him. And then you say that you're okay with Daggy, and you say that... And you say that you're okay with Ronnie, but you broke Ronnie's wand that he gave you. So we no longer have a relic from the Loveland Frog. And also, we have yet to go to the Hodag fish fry like we promised Daggy. So, and it honestly just feels like you're back into hunting mode. And I signed up to be the assistant of a retired bounty hunter, not a ingenue bounty hunter about to set off on a new mission. And... David, your therapist and I have been talking about it, and she mentioned to me that you've been kind of talking about the beast a little bit more again. And I noticed that you have files up in your room that are tracking the beast. And I was under the impression that that was part of your backstory, and that wasn't something we were going to have to address in the here and now. But it seems like it's becoming like a B-plot in this whole thing. I can't just turn off the hunt you know it's i was born with it it's in my blood it's in my plumes like i need to hunt and so i like sure i've done more research and look into uh where the beast has been made some calls to some contacts might have bought an extended amount of red yarn but i i can't turn it off i know but the thing that hurts the most david is that you didn't feel comfortable telling me about the beast. I had to invade your privacy and find it out myself. And by the way, 123Password is also not a good password for your computer. Look, I don't know what to tell you. It's 
It's in my blood. I'm a hunter. I'm always going to be a hunter. That's what I do. I hunt. David, you have to want to change in order to change. And personally right now, I want to change the person I work for. Like Van Hunter, he has beautiful pale skin. He's got these beautiful yellow eyes. And he's very convincing that I should jump ship and work for him. So, And I don't want to jump the gun, but... If he emailed me at night, like he usually does, saying that I had the job, I would kind of really have to consider where my loyalties are going to lie. Uh, hello? Oh, shoot. I, hi there. Hi. Uh, I believe I had an appointment. Yes. Um, you're the... David, I totally, totally am spacing, mostly because this word has so many letters in it that I cannot even spell it. You're Should from Memphremagog, right? Mm, so close. Mm-hmm. Lake Memphremagog. Lake Memphremagog. Okay, that Memphremagog. sounds Memphremagog. Exactly. And you are? A beautiful, young, fresh lake monster named Memphremay. Well, enchanté, Memphremay. Oh, enchanté. Are you French? No, I'm not French. I'm actually Caroline. Um, this is, you may know David. He is my boss. And yeah, we've been doing these little interviews. And I like vaguely remember emailing you and you were like, yeah, I just like, I'm kind of bored. Why not pop in and talk to you guys for a little bit and see what's going on? Yeah, I'm on like a discover myself through the waterways of America road trip. And I was like, dang, you know who I haven't seen in a long time? David. Hi, David. Bonjour. Yes. Bonjour. Uh. So, like, there's a little bit of language exchange going on here. Are you American? Are you, like, from a different country? Oh, Lake Memphremagog, or as I call it, Emgog. Uh, it's where, you know, I usually go to relieve my stress. And, yes, there was a little bit of French because it is on the Canadian border. Oh, so are you, like, a dual citizen? It's true. I do. Which, which side do you prefer? You can be honest. This is a safe space. Well, it kind of depends on the if I need to be like seen for for healthcare reasons. I think the answer is obvious. Mm-hmm. The USA. They just really get like my serpentine vibes. Yeah, and I mean, one question we do like to ask here is, especially in regards to health, like longevity vibes. How long have you been alive? How long have you been at the lake? You know, I've been there for well over two hundred years. Mm-hmm. Um, I made my way in back in the days when dinosaurs ruled the world. Uh, and the oceans were everywhere, and then, you know, oceans started to shrink. Boop, boop, boop. That's why we have so many lakes everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's science. Um, and then I got stuck in my big old lake. Just stuck when all the water got sucked mm-hmm. up. When all got... <laughs> and then there I was. Similar to the slide rock boulder. Yeah, you actually are the second, like, dinosaur lady we've talked to lately. And I will say, both of you have been so lovely so fun to talk to right off the bat. Um, I always just like to get a feel because I'm kind of like the heart of this operation a little bit. Um, I like to get a feel for kind of what you do on a daily basis and kind of like what makes Men for May have the best day? Uh, you know, okay, so my usual daily activity is I have a beautiful little house on the bottom of the lake. Mm-hmm. I swim out of my little lake log cabin. Mm, I'll take like a lap around, lap or two. Mm-hmm. You know, I care about my health. I got, I like to stay trim. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'll take like a little kelp bath. It's not really kelp. It's just algae, you know, mm-hmm. rotting at the bottom of the lake. But it's delicious. It's light. It's refreshing. So I'll roll around, disguise myself because you can't be being seen yet. No. We're not at that part of the day. Okay. And then when I'm ready, 
when like it's just barely dusk or high noon so there's lots of reflections. I'll go swim up to the top. I'll like peek my head up, take a little look around, see what's going on, wave to the tourists, dive down, and then I'll just kind of like smack my tail around on the water Mm -hmm. for some dramatics. Maybe somebody's got a camera. I'm putting on a show. Then I go back down and then I just keep swimming around. And that's just a day for you. That's just a day for me. I love to swim. I mean, kind of part of my personal brand. Yeah, I love that. Um, I've never personally learned how to swim. Ever? No. How do you, what would happen if you were to go on a boat then? Sink to the bottom. You would sink? Mm -hmm. I could visit you down there. I would be so worried though. I don't think you can breathe down there. Well, we haven't tested that part yet. Well, I don't want to test it. I think that I would be very worried. I would save you though. If you fell in my lake, I'd be there for you. Regardless, I don't know how many boat trips I'm going on soon. Um, If I can like be real with you for a second. I think most of my work in the future might be um, in caves at night. I am. Oh, that's so yucky. Yeah, I'm talking to this guy, Van, a hunter, and he's, you may have heard of him, he's a vampire hunter. Oh, Van Hunter? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. And he was like, hey, we only work at night. Like, sunlight really bothers me, Um, mostly in dark spaces, mostly in caves or decrepit old buildings. And so... You know, I've usually been, like, sunshine, like, forest nature girl before, and I think I'm going to have to, like, maybe change careers a little bit, but, like, oh, that's too much, like, drama to talk to you about right now. Like, this isn't about me. This is about you. Well, it sounds like you have a lot on your plate, on your mind. Is this, you know, is this really weighing on you? I mean, I know it's about me, but I, too, have had to make some hard decisions. I've had to leave some people behind in the past, and it can feel really hard to make that decision to move on. I don't know. It's kind of hard on me. How how do you feel, David? We really need to talk about this Van Hunter because he does not sound like the vampire hunter. He sounds more like just a vampire. And besides, you're not leaving. David, I think I would know if I was talking to a vampire. I've watched Twilight 16 times. Don't get me started on Team Jacob or Team Edward. I'm personally Team Alice. I'm Team Charlie. Oh. What's the baby's name? Renesme. Renesme. Team Resume. Um, I actually did send my resume, my re- resume to a vampire hunter, as I previously stated. Much less a vampire vampire hunter. Why would you even send him a baby? Anyway, moving on. So, you love to swim. You're just chilling out by yourself in this lake, making me making a little peek so people can see you every now and again. Sometimes, if and, I'm feeling it. And you. Does that, like, fulfill you? Does that make, feel good for you on a daily basis? I, it depends on the day. You know, I think for a very long time I was very shy. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very self-conscious. You know, there's lots of other, you know, lake monsters around. And, and I feel like I have a reputation to uphold, mm-hmm. um, especially here in the States. It's like, dang, I'm one of the big ones. Mm-hmm. I've, I've got I've to show up. But um, sometimes it makes me feel very shy. I don't really want to be seen. So that's why, you know, most of the time people see, like, just a fin. Or just a little bit of my tail. Um, and to know, I think I want more now. I think I've had enough of just, you know, sneak a peek. Oh, there's a monster. Yeah. A monster. Like, that's so mean. It must be kind of hard to compete with the kind of the Lake Monster franchise, if you will. Because it does feel as though every body of water in the U.S. has a Lake Monster, if you will. Or some sort of serpentine creature that is like, when in doubt... He lives here, she lives here, and it's always just some kind of bastardization of the lake's name. No offense. 
Yeah, it's true. I mean, I do collect a postcard from every state that I see. I like Monster in, and right now I'm at 48 out of 50. What states don't you have? Alaska and Vermont. But I think now I can get a postcard. Well, you know, it's kind of cheating, isn't it, if I showed up here? Well, the eyes don't deceive. I see you, therefore you exist. You know, I do have a question, though. I've, I've been to Lake Emgog plenty of times, and they've always talked about, and what I've seen was more of a crocodile-alligator-shaped texture. Mm. Yes. So, you know, I don't want to be an ungracious guest, but mm-hmm. you, you've you you've hit my sore spot, um, a soft spot I've had for a very long time. Um, you definitely were seeing my old friend Magog. I'm Memphrey May. His name's Magog. We've combined our names, Lake Memphrey Magog. Like Brantolina. Exactly like that. But we were never together like that. We were just best friends who really understood each other. You know, when we got trapped in that lake, I thought, dang, this is it. I've got a homie for life. But I was wrong. And, you know, we moved into that lake 1816. We was the first time, you know, we were seen together. A little glimpse. Uh, some liar, local child probably, um, said I had like 15 legs. Gross. I have four that's so rude. So rude. Disgusting. Why, again, with the monster stuff, I'm just a very normal, plesiosaur-looking young woman. Young woman. And Magog was just like a, a real big crocodile guy, big teeth, real loud, kind of ugly, but just the best laugh. Very friendly. Wanted to be seen, wanted to, loved being on the land. Can't relate. I can be on the land. I'm on the land right now, mm-hmm. just hanging out. But I kind of have to drag myself around. It's a, it's a like mess. a little turtle, like a little tur- well, like a big turtle, like a big little. I'm turtle. a big little turtle without the shell. Just the biggest land turtle you've ever seen. Just a piece of blubber, flopping around on flopping, the ground. Flopping, just flopping, glopping, if you will. Anyway, we were in the lake for about a hundred years, no problem. Mm-hmm. And then Magog one day was like, you know. I think you got to, like, start showing your your head around town more. The locals are only really talking about me, and I think it's kind of rude. You know, like, I have bigger aspirations than this lake. Like, there are other lakes. I've been in them because I actually leave this place. And I was like, excuse you. I need to protect myself. My beautiful, young, slippery skin needs to be kept under the water 90% of the time. How dare you? Like, we're happy here. What's the problem? And so we started to fight, like, all the time. Amen to that, minus the whole wet and slippery slippery skin part, yeah. No, I feel like I relate to that part a little bit um, because of the lotions I use. Yeah, but you like to get out. Yeah, but, like, that's just so that, like, we as a um, hunter-assistant duo have kind of a presence in town. Like, we live in Austin, Texas, and do you know how many quirky duos there are? We need to establish ourselves as, like, one of the quirkier ones and one of the ones that is seen, and... Part of the issue we're having right now, David, is that, like, I'm part of the duo that can't hold a knife. And so when I go out to these, like, gatherings and they're like, stab that man, I'm like, I miss, miss," you know? And I really needed you there to, like, help stab him sometimes. So it's just, it's been frustrating because all you do is, like, sit inside and think about the cryptids when we could be winning these duo fights. What are you doing where you're going and stabbing people? David, that sounds just like when you would come to my lake, sit in the boat, and then not do anything. You would just sit. It would be like you would catch fish, but you wouldn't catch anything. Oh, so you two know each other a little bit. A little bit. 
I think I know David better than David knows me. I know of her. Mm -hmm. You see, like you said, there's a lake in every state, and there's probably going to be a lake monster in every state. 48 and a half. We'll call it a half. And so going to the lakes and hunting for lake monsters is like my fishing. It's not about if I see them or not. It's about being there. That's kind of nice, I think. It was very nice. And so you've seen David a few times out on your lake? Many times. Many, many times. Mm -hmm. As often as I'm seen in a year, I've seen him on his boat, sitting, thinking. How many times are we talking? Because I've been there triple digit numbers. Many, many times. You know, it's like you invite yourself into my house and you just sit there and I'm like, damn, when is this guy going to go away? So I just decided, you know, like snoop around. But you were really interested in the logs in the lake. Like really, like you were casting a lot of net and catching a lot of log. Yeah, I was told the beast was up there. And so, you know, I got to keep following the lead. And with his rough skin texture, you know, I keep thinking maybe this one, maybe this one will be. Is the one. Yeah, this is where the beast is. And David, when you were doing your trips to the lake and your logging, did you ever meet Magog? I think I did. So it was one dark moonlit night. In between the wars. I was casting my net out looking for these logs. And net landed on one. And it sprouted legs. Got up and just straight up left the lake. Wasn't a crocodile. I can tell you that. I remember that day so well. That was the day he left. And I never saw him again. Did he ever tell you why he was leaving ultimately? He just said, you know, I can't be here with you anymore. Being here makes me sad. And you don't want to change. And it was really hard for me. And he was like, this lake is too small for me. And I kind of want to. There are bigger lakes, bigger, better, prettier lakes for me to go to. Even close by lakes. Like sometimes lakes are all real close together. And theoretically, you could just hop to one lake and hop back to another. But if I'm kind of projecting a little bit, if you feel kind of like the people in your first lake aren't going to be okay with you moving around as much, then you might just leave that lake and see where you can find the people. And I can totally understand if you kind of, however sad it might be for you, decide ultimately that that lake is no longer your home. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong. It's like you said, though. There's nothing stopping you from returning to that lake if you decide one day, you know, I like that lake the best. That that lake took the best care of me, and I'd like to go back there. I guess it's just interesting knowing that, like, at the first part, it sounds like of the time that humans lived by the lake, everyone was kind of seeing Magog a lot more. And kind of he was the main show. And lately it sounds like you've been a little bit more comfortable being, like, Memphreme, the girl of the lake. Yeah, I feel like once Magog left, I was real depressed for, like, 30 years. I mm -hmm. let myself have those three decades to just sit at the bottom of the lake and role play being a rock. Mm -hmm. And it was really sick. And then one day, um, somebody was throwing, I think, like an Independence Day party on the lake. And mm -hmm. there were just so many people. And I was like, dang, I kind of miss that. I would like to go join them. So around the 60s, 70s, I, I decided I, I made a resolution to myself that, you know, it was time to make some friends. I wanted to be seen a little mm -hmm. bit more. So, yeah, now you might you must know uh, I'm seen quite often. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm floating up there. I'm peeking out. I'm, I'm having a party. And how do you feel about humans? You know, I love humans and I always have. But I can't say that they feel the same way about me. 
You know, I think it's scary. People don't like lakes or oceans or water bodies. Bodies of water are typically scary for humans. Inherently scary, for sure, because you don't know what's lurking under there. And you're right. It's me. I'm lurking under there. I'm waiting. I'm like, dang, those tootsies, I could bite one clean off. A little chomp. It could be a little snack for me. That's similar to me. You know, cryptids are afraid of holy water. They're afraid of crucifix. They're afraid of my body. Like, not physically, but capturing them. Some of them have been scared of your body. They just caught me in the wrong light. And that that's enough with these metaphors. I clearly have no idea what's going on. So can we just, like, talk plainly? Yeah, you know, David, I think we're more alike than I think we maybe initially thought. You know, when you're a social creature in your heart, but not in practice, it can be really hard. You want to be around your people and you want to see like new places and do new things but it has to be your choice people can't make you change people can't force you to be someone that you're not and when they do then you're like dang i don't want to do this anymore i'm gonna go back in my little shell not me i don't have one but like my metaphorical shell to bring back the metaphors um the memphomores if you will yes please um you know sometimes you just you gotta you gotta shove yourself out you gotta challenge yourself do something new Become a new person. And Caroline, that's why I said we got to travel the world looking for cryptids. See, we got to explore. I know, David. And I like, when you first said that we were going on a trip to like exotic places like Europe and Asia and Canada, I was really excited. And I thought this was going to be something that was like the beginning of our journey together and something that was our thing. And then you just start talking about you hunting the cryptids and how it affects you and how you need to find the beast and how you need to meet Nessie and how you need to like fight the goblins in the Irish bogs and I kind of realized this has nothing to do with me and you don't really listen to my advice on like being a little bit more social and things like that so that's kind of where I relate a little bit to Magog when he was trying to get her to open up a little bit and at the time she wasn't willing to hear it and ultimately she's lost maybe her best friend absolutely i've lost my best friend you hit the nail on the head i miss him every day and i i don't know where he went and i don't know that i'll ever see him again (sighs) caroline david not only am i 95 percent sure you're talking to a vampire but you know i'm sure like when i say this i don't want to lose like an actual friend david you consider me a friend well you know where all my traps are you know, the ins and outs of the safe house. So I don't trust anybody else enough to divulge that information. So I think friend is a good qualifying word. Oh, David, if I'm being so real right now, that's all I needed to hear. I just wanted to feel like as a girl boss who's trying to make her name in this crazy world that like what I was doing was impacting someone. And now that I understand that I'm impacting you... I think I'm going to skip that interview with Van Hunter. No, you should go to the interview and I'll follow. This can actually be a problem. Then maybe he'll finally stab someone for you. I'd like that a lot. Yeah, and you know, after taking time off from hunting and these therapy sessions and sitting on a lot of lakes motionless in a boat, maybe what I'm hunting isn't cryptids for glory. Maybe we could start hunting cryptids for the truth. You know, their side of the story? David, 
I think that's the best idea you've had in a while. And I'm not only saying that because that's what your therapist has been trying to get you to understand for eight weeks now. Mem for May, you've been, like, such a delight to talk to. Like, oh, my God. Usually, I like to think of Dave and I as helping the cryptids, but, like, TBR, to be real, I feel kind of like you've helped us. And I just want to, like, kind of talk to you a little bit more, like, first off... We will find Magog. We're going to talk to him and see if we can't get him to come into that lake for a little bit. And, like, let me just ask you this question. Like, what Caroline, do you... Caroline, can I ask this question? I would love it if you asked this question, David. Mem for May, what does the future hold for you? How was that, Caroline? That was perfect, David. Well, you know, I'm already about halfway through the country on my tour of the American waterways. Mm-hmm. So I would love to finish my tour. You know, I've heard that Alaska is beautiful in the spring. So going to make my way up to Alaska. David, maybe I'll see you there. Going for that postcard. I was going to say finish that postcard collection. Then we can meet back in Vermont, and I will officially gift you your final postcard. I would love that. And I don't know. I'm, I'm hopeful that maybe I'll make some friends with the ducks that are always in my lake. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I have to be honest with you. I think it might finally be my year. I save a drowning kid. I cannot wait to read that BuzzFeed story. And they're going to be, guess what? You'll know it's me because they're going to circle my head with a big red circle. So grainy. It'll be so grainy, but you'll know in your heart that it was me. Well, Men for Me, I cannot wait to see that article. I cannot wait to see what the future holds for you and also what the future holds for David and I now. So, I'm so excited for you guys. I'm so excited for us, too. Thank you so much. Thank for you. In. All right. Well, I better get scooting on my way. You know, it's hard to move with these limbs. Well, it is a little gross to watch her move. Well, first order of business, Caroline, we do have to go uh, to that interview with a vampire. Vam. Hunter? Yeah, Van Hunter, the vampire hunter. Second well, order of business, do you have a passport? No, but I do know a guy, so I can get one. Perfect. We're going to Canada. Thanks for listening. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And please tell your friends. Therapeutic as Folklore is produced by Caroline Schaefer and David Sonye. Special voice talent by Celia Tice. Hey everyone, this is Caroline. And David. And we wanted to thank you for listening to the first season of Therapeutic as Folklore. We're going to take a little bit of a break. Just a tiny little break. The tiniest break. Like, a tiny... Like, we'll be back before you know it. We just have stuff to do for a little bit. And so keep an eye out on our socials. Because in the meantime, we'll be posting content updates and a little fun things to keep you interested while we're gone. And please don't forget, share this with your friends. That's how podcasts live and die is by word of mouth. Uh, Subscribe, like, follow, do all those fun things. Also, if you have time to give us a nice little review, we'd really appreciate that. Helps with Father Algorithm putting us in a good space. If you want to follow us on our socials, it's TAF underscore podcast on Instagram and TikTok. And on YouTube, it's Therapeutic as Folklore. If you have any suggestions or want to, like, talk to us, like, in person, we definitely don't have enough fans yet that you won't talk to one of us. So DM us on one of our socials, or you can email us at therapeuticafpodcast at gmail.com. We're looking for suggestions, um, light, constructive criticism, and um, overall praise. Ghost pictures if you got those, too. Anyway, thanks for listening to the first season, and we'll be back soon.